Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. He's already throwing stuff at me. We haven't even started, and Devone is whipping stuff across the studio at me. This is going to be a raucous three hours, Dan. Waking you up, Bubby. Throwing your little mic flag off the dome. I know. Just to get you going. I know. I get needed you a... set for game two. Needed the mic condom. Maybe uh, maybe that'll wake me up the same way the Warriors need to be woken up for game two. Ooh. By the way, I'm drinking uh, some Aquafina here. That's that's good stuff. Yeah, it's water to get you going. I will bet you within the next eh, – I'll finish this thing within the next 20 minutes – that from how far am I away from that garbage can? I'm going to say you're more than a free throw away. I will bank this thing off that wall. I got it. I haven't missed the last five. Let's do, we'll do is, really? Yeah. You're five for five. Five for five from this chair. You're due for a miss. Yeah. You're due for a miss. Could be a sandwich bet on the way. (laughs) (laughs) This is sort of the indicator as to what's going to happen tonight. If it goes in. I like that. All right. I like that. Let's hang on to that one. That's how we get it started here. Dan Devone and me, Jim Cozumore, together with you as it's game day. That's right. Game day. Game two. I have scanned the dial using the Odyssey app this morning, Dan, and I'm hearing every host around the country calling it a must-win for the Golden State Warriors. It's not. You don't think it's a must-win? It's an important game. Yes. Yes. I do subscribe to, unless it's an elimination, it's not must-win. That seems to be the common theme here at 95.7 The Game. The only must-win you have is when your opposition has three wins. Then you're in a must-win situation. I do think you go down 2-0. You'll be all right. It's not an ideal situation beating Boston four out of five. Tough way to live. Yeah, you, you'll be okay. I agree that they'd be okay. I think they're still the better team. You see, if you roll back to game number one, and first of all, it feels like they played about a week and a half ago. I wish they had a better cadence to this thing. But if you go back to game number one, Dan, it took a Herculean fourth quarter effort by the Celtics to win the game. If I'd have told you before the game, One team would bury three after three after three and shoot 75% in the fourth quarter and win the game. Which team would you have bet that would have done that? It's the Warriors. Yeah, there's no question. I am more than confident that what you saw from the Celtics is everything they got. And that's what it took for them to get a game one win. That was the kitchen sink, huh? That was the kitchen sink game for them. And everything went in from everyone who shot it, whether it was 48-year-old Al Horford, and, and and by the way, they did a heck of a job on Jason Tatum that day, too. So defensively, I think they've done a fine job. They said, let, let these other guys beat us. The other guys beat them. I wouldn't bet on that tonight. Nine of 12 threes in that fourth quarter. You're right. If it's Tatum and it's Brown that are hitting those threes, right. but to live with Marcus Smart, Derek White, and then Al Horford, do it again, Boston. Yeah. And if you do, we'll tip our hat to you. And then take game two. I'm so curious as to... What's going to happen and transpire here in this second game? Is this sustainable? Will they go a different direction? What's GP2 going to mean to the Golden State Warriors? This is one thing I do know, Jim, that as long as I've been doing this, and you've been doing it a lot longer, whether it's television and radio and all the coconuts out there that handicap these sort of things, this is what's going to happen. All the analysts that we heard for days on days, nobody knows. No, nobody knows. This is nothing more than... Uh, a lead-up to. This is the shoulder programming that gets to the head of the game is what it is. That's all talking. we care about, right? We're just talking until we get to the game. So we'll do it for the next three hours. Then someone else is going to do it for the next three hours. Then someone else is going to come in with the official pregame show. We have got wall-to-wall coverage here at 95.7 The Game, and you can always join us. The Xfinity Mobile text line, 888 That's also our phone number here at 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Gauging where you're at today, Warrior fan, now that you've had a couple of days to lose the angst, are you sitting back a little bit more confident saying, whoa, 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 this is Chase Center. We're basically a great team at Chase Center. We will have the home court. Or do you think when they're ready to toss it up in the air, that place is going to be on edge a little bit tonight? They're going to go nuts, but there is a, it's palpable. There's a level of trepidation. I don't know if I would classify it as fear but there is clearly a sense of unease because you're not supposed to lose game one undefeated. What are you giggling at? Someone just uh, from last night they texted Warriors in Warriors nine, in nine <laughs> which is hilarious. I had Warriors in five. I'm staying with my prediction of wow. Warriors in five. You are about to see a backdoor four-game sweep wow. of the Boston Celtics. Wow. Yep, exactly. That's, that's how confident I am after witnessing 
everything Boston had in the fourth quarter because I just don't think that's what they are. Now, if you want to be a naysayer, you can say Steph gave you everything he had in the first quarter, and after that, the Celtics just kept rotating big defender after big defender after big defender and kind of slowed him down after that. And Jason Tatum had the 3 of 17, and obviously – you know, he'll be much better than that in game two. I, I guess, it. yeah. If you're a Celtic fan, that's what you're thinking. You're thinking, you know what? We won, and our best guy had his worst game of the playoffs. So look out. This could be a four-game sweep on the Celtics. I, I'm driving in this morning. What's the first thing I see when I get off the a bridge and I roll down in here towards 95-7 the game? Dude in full-on Celtic green. Oh, it's on! Celtic hat. He's got the Celtic championship jacket on, and he is walking with a purpose this morning as if he's ready for game two to begin now. <laughs> They're here. I know. Are you sure it was a Celtic fan? Because we have some interesting people in the early That's mornings true. dressed in green, That's aimlessly true. walking the streets, yes, out, especially true. in market and south of market area. No, young man, early 30s. Definitely with his game on. He was ready for he was probably getting his spot at a bar trying to get ready for Celtics Warriors game too. You know how those Celtics fans are. They're in it, Dan. They're obnoxious. They are, but you know what? People in Boston would say Warrior fans are obnoxious. Look at those, you know, pretentious wine drinkers at the game. They probably, you know, I always like to say, um, Warrior fans are those longtime Warrior fans go all the way back to the Mark Jackson days. That's about how long <laughs> Warrior fans have been there. And then they start with the argument, oh, they used to sell out this stadium in Oakland and all that stuff. Well, that's partially true. See, I can understand it. If I'm in Beantown right now and I'm, you know, Boston, it's old. They hang on to Larry Bird and the Chief and McHale. They'll even go Bob Cousy and Johnny Most if you want. They will. That's who they are. And then they look across the coast. It us left coasters, barbecuing everything, guys like you with the green egg, making margaritas every 10 minutes, and they go, you know, all those techies yep. paying 50 grand for a ticket yep. for some snot-nosed kid who's not even watching the game, stuffing his pie hole with true. popcorn. You're so true. I don't like these people. That's not basketball. We're basketball. We're leprechauns that go back to the 1950s. Yep. There's a there's a dislike out there in Boston for what it is that we what they perceive we are out here in the left coast. I'll take it one step further. I think if you look at these two teams on the likability scale, I think the Warriors are no longer the fan favorite darling of America. Look at how sweet they are and how much fun they are. And that Steph Curry, you just want to hug him. I think we're the evil ne'er-do-wells, and the Boston Celtics are the upstart, young, fun team. Plus, I get all that awesome history of a city that really understands basketball. I would agree with that. So I was in New York when... The, the Warriors were making their first run to an NBA championship. Let me tell you something. People was not – it wasn't that they were indifferent because they're not in New York. It's, there's, it, it's polarized. Either love you or hate you. They right. hated the Warriors. Right. Now, if you're here, there's nothing better than Steph Curry. Right? He's the perfect player both on and off the court. Let me tell you something. If you're in New York, that pretty little face – and everything's his life has been a boulevard of unblinking green lights is the way they perceive this guy. <laughs> and they can't stand him. And then Draymond Green screaming at the top of his lungs. Yep. They are public enemy number one everywhere except probably in the Bay Area. I agree with you. And I don't think as much. Well, Draymond Green is lightning rod even in Northern California. We can get on That's the Draymond true. Green here. And you're going to get as many get rid of him. I'm sick of him's. As we're going to get, he's our Draymond. How dare you say that about him? So I do think what he said made a lot of sense. He said water finds its level. He said that after game one. Water will find its level. The Warriors aren't the team that played in the fourth quarter the other day. The Warriors are a better overall team. In my estimation, maybe I'm Homer Jim. Maybe I get to see beautiful basketball for 82 games a year. And maybe I, and I don't watch every Celtic game that's out there. But I think water will find its level. Game two, I think the Warriors... I said this in game one. I was completely wrong. Game two, whatever the line is, take the over, take the Warriors, take Steph, whatever his number is on threes, take the over, and bet your mortgage. <laughs> the college fund? Put the, the college fund. I know. Hey, my three daughters, I got your college fund <laughs> on it. We win. You can go to grad school. Sweetie, it didn't work out. You're going to JC. <laughs> <laughs> See you at DVC, sunshine. Well, here, I do think that Boston is a good basketball team. 
especially since January, whatever that proverbial switch they turned on. Yes. I do like M.A. Odoka. I got to come clean. I like him as a coach. I like him as a person. Who it's saw that like, coming? Who like saw his that vibe. coming? God, think about it this a year ago. Yep. So Stevens goes upstairs. I mean, it was chaos. It was. Danny they hire Ainge Odoka. Yep. Ainge goes out the door. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then they get off to that terrible start. They're pointing fingers. There's infighting. Marcus Smart saying, come on, Tatums yep. and Brown. What the hell's going on here? And then all of a sudden, here they are. Speaking of which, when you think about Boston, what they did a year ago, and all the maneuvering and the switching, especially at the front office level and the executives, hats off to Brad Stevens. I know people don't want to go there. Al Horford, why didn't we get Al Horford? Yeah, I agree. Al Horford was in Oklahoma doing nothing. Yep. I mean, he wasn't even – they just said, we're going young. I tell you what, it was one of those, you can come to the game if you want. Yeah. We don't really need you. Exactly. That he, They did to him – what Andre Iguodala did to the Memphis Grizzlies yeah, right? when they dealt it. And he's like, I'm just not going to show up. I'm just going to take my check. I'm not going to show up. But they told Horford, you know what? Stay home. You want to come? That's fine. You're absolutely right. That was a great pickup. And man, did he pay dividends in game And one. Derek White, they went and got him on a trade from San Antonio. So he sort of differed a, a different way. Danny Ainge was all about, you know, I want to build through the draft. And then along comes Brad Stevens and said, well, let me tinker with some players who some grizzled vets. Let's bring them in. And this combination's really worked for them. You know, it's going to be interesting to hear from the fans today at 888-957-9570 because everyone's going to have a take or a spin or a suggestion for Steve Kerr and what they're supposed to do. From the 206, those are my friends up uh, 206. That's Seattle. Yeah, Bring it. Exactly. Uh, Dubs need to play uh, Gary Payton on Jalen Brown. Well, there you go, Gary Payton, 206. Yeah, I know, huh? Yeah, exactly. But they need to play GP2 on Jalen Brown. You know what? The Brown-Tatum combination. If you had to start a team, right, if, if you had to play in the league next year, you had to take two guys off of one of these two rosters, would you rather take Tatum and Brown or would you take Steph and Clay? Oh, Tatum and Brown. Sorry. I, I think you're right. You have to. I think you're right. As much as we're ingrained, Steph is the greatest. These are the two best shooters in the history of the game. I think any, any smart basketball fan who takes emotion out of it goes Tatum Brown. Yeah, listen. We all love and adore what, <laughs> what the Splash Brothers have done. They are the greatest shooting tandem in the history of the sport. Make no mistake. But if you're talking about me building a team, I'm, I'm a big youth guy. Right. I believe in fresh, young legs. I believe in youth. I believe this is a sport that's played by men between 18 and 25. That's when they're most effective. Occasionally, you'll get a Tom Brady. Occasionally, you'll get what we're witnessing with the Golden State Warriors. But if I'm starting a new I, I got to go young, and I got to go with those two kids. Totally hear you. I totally agree, agree with you on that one. From the 760, Coase, you thought this team was an eight seed. True. Now you think they're going to win it all. You're all over the place. I am, but it's because I watched the 82-game body of work. I went from disbeliever to stunned to believer. And the way they went through the Western Conference, did the Warriors get through a Western Conference in the easiest fashion? Or are they just better than everyone? Even the Memphis series, you know, there were the injuries to both sides, but there were the, the injuries um, to John Morant. He wasn't there in the end. Brooks had the suspension. Did they have an easier route, Golden State, than anyone else in the Western Conference? And I know I'm just throwing that out there because our, our sights are set on the finals, so I'm, I'm asking you to rewind a little bit and get to the get to the playoff round or get to the earlier playoff rounds. I, I'm starting to think that maybe the Warriors had an easier – route i think comparatively speaking than that of boston you mean because boston had to go through brooklyn and kd then they had to take out Giannis, and then of course they had to take out jimmy butler so i would say boston's road to the finals might have been a little bit more challenging than yeah. that of the golden state warriors yeah i agree with you on that one but even if you just take the western conference teams getting through dallas seemed like it was an easy slice phoenix had their problems Memphis was there. I think Memphis was the toughest. That was the biggest. Well, it, you mentioned Phoenix. Yeah. I think it begins and ends with Phoenix. Who knew they were charlatans, right? In the beginning of the or during I the, did not. The middle of the season, we're going, okay, the Western Conference, Warriors, roll up your pants because you got to go through Phoenix, and that's yep. a good basketball team. And they turned out to be garbage, yep. which I think sort of changes the landscape and what it is that you're talking about. You know, if, if you go through what the Warriors have had to do in the playoffs – the Memphis series was their toughest without question, and they had their chances. That game one when Memphis came back and Ja had the chance on the drive through the lane with a left hand and he rolled it off the glass, 
you know, good defense by Golden State. Outside of that. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's why I love you. Thank you. And I'm I'll okay accept saying that. Love. I'll accept you know? it. I'm very, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality to say that I'm in love with Jim Cosmo. There you go. There you go. That's <laughs> because fair. I hear from time, I hear this narrative, especially I hear it locally, but at the national level, well, if John Morant doesn't miss that that layup, John Morant missed, you know, this sort of this revisionist history. Yeah. We forget that Clay Thompson at six foot seven raced out and challenged him while it was. A difficult shot, and maybe he makes it sometimes. It it was a challenge on the part of what it is Clay Thompson did. That's what I witnessed. It was yeah. not a blown bunny. It wasn't a two foot putt no. that he missed. No, but that seems to be John Morant missed that layup. If you didn't, you guys lose. Like whoa, 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 whoa. I'll even take it a step further, Dan, and say that we've seen John Morant make that move and get cleanly to the cup. He didn't have a clean Thank angle. You. Because the defense was so good on the play that he was forced into a far more difficult shot with his left hand off the bounce. And he he bounced with the left and scooped with the left. I'm sorry. I need a gavel. I know. People huh? hear this? Yeah, Listen, I agree people. with that entirely. Listen, people. I interrupted. You had no. another point. Um, but just the route that they had, the toughest series was clearly the Memphis series. The Dallas series, I think, was batting practice for the Golden State Warriors. And I think they really swarmed Luka. Luka was not the same player he was in the Phoenix series. And that's because of the defense that Golden State has the ability to play. Can they do it to uh, to uh, Boston tonight? Can they do it? Or is Boston so spread out with talent, whether it's Tatum, whether it's Brown, Horford drinks from the fountain of youth. Derek White, does anyone expect him to do what he did the other night? He's not going to hit five threes. Is he? Horford's not hitting six. Horford's not hitting six. If you think they are, then you know what? Get your lawn chair, go to Boston, set it down on the parade route because they're going to celebrate again. I just don't believe those two guys, as good as they are as NBA players, I don't think it's going to happen on the NBA final stage. That just You just gave me a vision that danced in the head. Okay. I do not want to see a duck boat parade. Oh, I want the duck boat parade. Really? No more duck boat parades. That's the mantra around here, all right, Brian and, and Cam? I do not want – Dan Devone does not want to see a duck boat parade. <laughs> the hell with the duck boats. Um, I bet – I bet you came up with a great idea last time we were together. Where did you want the parade? Do you remember? Oh, I was entertaining potentially not down Market Street. Oh, right. we'd go up and down uh, – Embarcadero. Embarcadero. I thought that was a great idea. Because you get the water? You've got – exactly. I think it would be a great visual – I think everyone would enjoy it. It's wide enough so that you can get fans all throughout. You know, it's close to BART stop. So, boom, you're getting off BART and you're going to be able to walk to the Embarcadero. It leaves the rest of the city clean for everyone that wants to go to work. You've come up with a great idea. But the thing, when you say duck boat, how beautiful would it be being that the logo is the Bay Bridge? Mm. I know you can't do a parade on a bridge. I know. But you can cross the Bay Bridge and continue the parade in Oakland in some way, shape, or form. Like you do part of Embarcadero, get on a duck boat, cross the bay into Oakland, get off at uh, Jack London Square, and swing into Oaktown and have a parade there. You could double down. By the way, that shows you how confident I am. Down one game to down to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> We're planning the parade. <laughs> I've got the parade route planned. Hey, Brian, get the mayor on the horn. We've got a new route. We've got. We need yes. the planning commission. Yeah. By we the way, got this. Once you get the mayor on the route, can you uh, also yeah. tell her that I'm going to be sending her a bill for the oh, uh, jacked-up tranny that I've got? The trans, uh, my transmission is all jacked up because of the road stink around here. Here we go. I know. Here's where I. So tell her that she'll be getting a bill from my from my uh, auto uh, dealership. We went from the parade route to, <laughs> in, to infrastructure here in the city of San Francisco. I know. Exactly. So, so when I text the mayor, do you also want tickets too, or do you want anything goes? You know, no. just, am I your personal? Just I don't know your servant right now. Tickets. Tickets. I'm not going to the game. I'm not gonna. I, I'm a. I'm a sitting at. I'm a sitting. Uh, so at, am I. am a sitting at home guy. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good watching this thing from the couch. Now, when you sit at home, are you sitting at home with your family, or are you in a dark room grinding film? Because there's two different types of people in the world. You know, that's a good question. I do. I do know some people who are the dark room alone, don't make any noise person. I don't get into that. I don't. I like to have the game on and have some people around. Um, it, the Warriors are among four Bay Area fans. I think the Warriors might be, when it gets to be big games, might be the one team 
and I think the Niners are the other, but the Warriors are number one when it comes to multi-person gatherings. I think more people get together as multi-person gatherings for Warriors big-time playoff games than any other sport there is. Even when the Giants are winning the World Series, Niners, I know football is only a 17-game season, so each game is an event unto itself, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my foot down and say the Warriors are the event of events. Now, why is that that you think the Warriors are more communal in terms of, of people coming together as opposed to the other two sports? That's sort of interesting because football, often because it's only played once a week, it's something that pr- provides a level of preparation. Where are we going to be? There's an area of destination. And the Golden State Warriors throughout. Are you talking this relegated to the postseason or throughout the regular relegated season? Relegated to the postseason. Okay. I think I think regular season, if you're just taking regular season, football is going to win every time. Yeah. Right? I mean, really, you know, Brian Iglesia, who's our outstanding producer here on the Devon and Cozumore show here in the uh, Sunday morning time slot. Much coveted, highly coveted Sunday morning times. Highly, it's the most highly rated show in the country as of right now, last time I checked. <laughs> it's true. And it's I, not bragging. Do, do you want the numbers? It's Bri, not Bryce Giggling. Yeah, it's not bragging if it's true. Just to let everybody know. Dan but, never tells a lie. So that's true, too. That's another one. So the deal on that is when it's football, obviously, with only the 17 games, Dan, that's that's the one where people are getting together. Hey, where are you watching the game? Yeah. What's going to be big deal? So the regular season, that happens. I think for the playoffs, it's far more communal. And I think because this team, you know, I believe you're, it used to be you're either a 49er or a Raider fan. You're either an A's or a Giants fan. But together, you're either a Stanford or a Cal fan. Mm. But everyone together is a Warrior fan. Right? You can wear your Stanford hat and your Cal Bears jersey. You can wear your A's. I have my A's Giants split hat that I'll watch tonight when yeah, I'm watching you the still Warriors. Get rid of that I'll, be, I'll, I'll tweet out a picture of myself wearing the hat, watching the dubs tonight. Please no. Brian, one day we'll <laughs> drug him and burn that thing. Yes, yes. That is 100% yes. That hat is horrific. We'll have, a, we'll have a burning party. We'll televise it. How can you guys be so down on me coming to get. This is, isn't this the most. Isn't this the diverse, welcoming culture Mm-mm. that uh, other cities aspire to be? Pick a lane. <laughs> yeah, but that hat is horrific. <laughs> You're awful. That is going to be. Uh, you know what? I'm back in here next Saturday. I'm wearing it next Saturday. I will wear it here. I dare you. Well, wear it walking down Market Street. You won't make it here. You're probably right, right? Yeah. I'd have to smuggle it into the building <laughs> because if I'm wearing it on the streets, you're gonna get you're gonna get dinged. Jim, if you leave that hat laying around, it's not going to come back. I know. I, I guarantee you. That's so true. I mean, that is – I don't know why that, that hat that I have – in fact, I'll see if I can find the picture. I'll tweet it out this morning, at CozNBCS. Um, I don't know why it, it garners so much hatred. There's a lot of hatred on that. It, it's like 97% to 3%. Hatred, vitriol, to like 3% of the people like, yeah, you know, that's pretty cool. It's not. And you know it's not, which is why I think you continue to just pick at that scab. I like but doing why it. Why is it though? Seriously, why do you think? You know, I have a, I have a feeling here, and maybe I'm I'm I might be reaching. Okay, but could it be because of Steph? In what? In the fact that he resonates with people, and the storyline that these three guys are sort of ensconced, mm-hmm. sort of in the fabric of what we identify with as sports fans here in the Bay Area. Essentially, there are generations, there are kids yeah. that have grown up with Draymond, Steph, and Clay. Whereas you think about the Giants, and you're wiping that chalkboard and yeah. free agents just about every other year. Yeah. Same to a certain degree when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. But the idea of this core that we continually talk about, there are literally generations, there, there are kids and families that have grown up not only watching these guys, but enjoying them at the highest of the highest, celebrating NBA championships. Yes. I, I would say that's you're on to something there. I think the Steph slash Big Three quotient of they seem to be us. Though, don't you think of all the stars, Buster Posey's huge star, most likely going to the Baseball Hall of Fame, right? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, huge star, might be on to another team. You know, pick your biggest star, uh, Debo Samuel, all those guys. But of the stars in our community, don't you think if I said to you, who do you who of all the stars you guys get to sit down, have a beer, or go play around a golf with, or don't aren't you thinking Steph Clay and Draymond? I think that is lending 
a lot to the people's coming together and watching this team. I think that fans feel they're one of us. I would agree with that. I think you're going to get the diehard fan is always going to follow the 49ers. They're going to, they're going to identify with the Giants and, of course, the Warriors. What happens with the Golden State Warriors when you get a team that is as organic as we had talked about come up through the draft and the core like they have and been able to do what it is that they've done is that then you begin, the tentacles begin to reach out to sort of the marginal fan. I always use my mom as a barometer. Okay. My mom listens to NPR. She's not necessarily a sports fan. But when the Warriors sort of encroach into her world, that tells me that it's become bigger than a sports story, that it's now become identifiable with those people that aren't necessarily a sports and or a Warrior fan. It's called the barometer is what we call that. Not the barometer, the barometer. I don't follow. Mom, you said it's oh, the mom. Oh, wow. Barometer. Okay, hit me over the head. <laughs> okay, th- it's early, man. I know. It is. All right, it is uh, segment one done. Three-hour excursion. Dan Devona, Jim Cosimo. We'd love to hear from you. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's the Xfinity mobile text line. Many of you getting at it this morning. We will answer some of those questions that you have. Uh, plus, we'd love to hear your phone calls as you gear up. If you're going to the game... Are you tense? Are you confident? Where are you in your Warrior fandom? Plus, I will tell you what I saw to, on my way to work this morning that is guaranteeing in my heart, Dan, that the Warriors are going to win tonight. It's guaranteeing in my heart. With the coconut in the green suit? It was not the coconut in the green suit who was walking down Sansom. <laughs> Celtic hat. He had and the green are you, are you and white. you putting out an APB right now? I am. Celtic hat. He was walking towards the station on Sansom, uh, and he had the white and green sleeved Celtic jacket. He was full. He was full on in his Celtic cups this morning. Sansom Street yep. earlier, than, about a half an hour ago. Dub Nation, go get this man. Bring him back to us here at 85 Battery Street. We need to have a conversation with the Shamrock. We will report back when we continue with Devon and Coes on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Yeah, let's hit this, baby. It is game day, Dan. Are you as excited as I am? I am. Coz gets a four, and Dan should get four Marty McFly's on that thermometer. I I think the thermometer is a good thing. And it is. You are correct. Do you have a thermometer? I have a thermometer to an extent. And, um... My mom's not a sports fan at all, yeah. but she knew she lives in the Chicago area. She knew like when the Cubs were on the verge of a world series, she was involved when the bulls were winning championships. She knows, she knows what's going on, but that's the barometer. Typically she wouldn't know who she couldn't name a player, but once you get to that level where mom knows about it or, you know, young child or whatever it happens to be uncle, aunt that typically don't, that's when you know they've swept in. And, and honestly, this is, I mean, this town is it. Are you doing another show after this show? No. Oh, it says Alan and Devone next. No, no, I'm not doing another show. I was going to promote you being on again. Are you do, Are you going marathon day <laughs> leading is, up to Warrior coverage? I am Jerry Lewis back yeah. in the day. It's the you telethon yes. just before Labor Day. <laughs> it is. Summer's over. Devone's doing the Labor Day. We're going to school tomorrow. I love it. You're right. That's the way it should be. Nowadays, kids are going to school August 5th, August 12th. Sorry. Get your summer. Enjoy your summer. See Jerry Lewis go the day after. That's right. Ugh. Right after the marathon, man. Where he comes out with that bow tie sideways and <laughs> bloated face. And- yes. Yes. But he was a good man for a good cause. Uh, we will accept your phone calls. Uh, we did have an issue with the system. It is now working again. So we know a couple of you had called in at 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. It's the Xfinity mobile text line. It's our phone number as well. Now the system is working. Feel free to call. We'll jump you right to the front of the list, and we'll get you on the air with Devona Coes here on 95.7 The Game. We are with you until 12 noon. I promise that I saw something on my way to work today. And maybe you out there listening saw it as well. This, in my heart, made me believe the Warriors are going to win. So I'm I'm bumping up 680 north, making my way to 24, trying to head to the city. And I start to see a little spittle on the windshield, a little rain. Mm. Little bit of, and, and out where I am, you don't get a lot of rain, but we had a little rain. I'm like, oh, look at that, a little rain. 
So I'm driving. I look up, and what do I see, Dan? A beautiful, bright, and you never see this, rainbow. Wow. Full-on rainbow. As I made my way to 24 and made the turn, you could see the full arc heading into what looked like Lafayette, possibly all the way to Orinda. Did you see that? I knew at that moment, Dan. Liquidate all assets. Bet the farm on the Golden State Warriors tonight. That was the omen. That was the omen. I, I cannot recall seeing, well, first of all, I never leave the city. Actually, there was a rainbow, was it uh, two days ago, somebody had took a picture and actually sent it to me from the Dolphin Club. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. So, you know, we have the Hawaii ties. Yes, we do. And the rainbows, the University of Hawaii is known as the rainbows. Yep. And in the Manoa Valley, and I know this has nothing to do with anything, are the most spectacular rainbows you will see anywhere in the entire planet. Yep. Was it Manoa-esque, what no. it is that you witnessed today? No, no, no. That's okay. you See, that's a whole new level, right? What you're talking about is, you know, grad school level rainbows. <laughs> Mine was kind of a 100, 200 level course rainbow. But for us in Northern California, it's still a pretty darn good rainbow. Okay. I so, believe the uh, University of Hawaii is actually a rainbow warrior. No, now. they're the rainbows. They tried to go warriors because rainbows, it sounded too, like, you know, too weak. Too, too fluffy. Too fluffy, too yeah. wimpy, too pansy. So they try to interject, you know, the warrior part of it. They are the warriors. Actually, I should stand corrected. But they're if the you warriors? talk to my mom, they're the, the rainbow warriors. Okay. But if it's, if it's the women, this is what I love about the University of Hawaii. And I asked to do play-by-play for them back in the day. Really? But if it's, well, this particular, I, would love to, I would love to have that job, by the way. It's this particular team. So when you're talking about the women's volleyball team, yep. it is not the University of Hawaii what did I just say? Rainbow, Rainbow Warriors. Rainbow Warriors. Volleyball team. It is simply the Wahines. Oh, really? Yes. The Wahines. Which means women, and obviously in Hawaiian, oh. that archaic language. Kane means men. But when you're talking about the volleyball team, everybody says, oh, the Wahines? How'd the Wahines do last night? Wahines. Not how the Warriors do, how the Rainbows do, because they're huge out there. Their women's volleyball team is gigantic. We televise every game. Right. So on Oceanic Cable. By the way, it is known. As the Wahines, which I always found sort of fascinating. I'm a, I, I, when I go to the store, when I get my uh, shave ice, yeah. do you get red bean or do you get ice cream in the yeah, bottom? I don't do the shave ice. Man. Okay, I love yeah. it. Cause, well, you're fit. I get the shave ice, but I get the cakey size. Cakey for the little one. The little, the little oh, kids size. Little one. That's the cakeys are for the little ones. The little kids are cakeys. So, that's you know, you got dude, we got the, uh, more Hawaiian vernacular later with Dan and with Devon and Co's. That's kind of what we're known for here. That's right. Um, let's get some phone calls in here. I love talking to this next one. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven. Warriors game two tonight. Celtics after losing game one after a miraculous fourth quarter by Boston. Where are you on the nerves scale at this juncture? Let's start with Coach Lisa in Oaktown. Coach Lisa, Warrior game tonight. How you feeling about it? I'm feeling great, Devoni and Coney. Um, <laughs> just for for the record, I'm an exes and old girl. So here's the deal. When I watched the first game, you know, my husband's sitting there and he can't watch sports with me because I'm, I'm over sports rated for him. So he and my dog start playing. I'm like, dude, you guys got to take that in the other room. So they get pissed, go to the other room. And of course, my Can I come like, to your house? Uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, Coach Lisa, you sound like the greatest woman in the Bay Area. And I am not kidding. You don't know how many men right now are Coach Lisa fans. All right, continue. Yeah, I, I even have my little my my little laser pen over there, but I'm I'm exiting exiting and all, so I'm making a big pot of beef stew today for the game. You guys can come over, but I'm going to the other room. Don't bother me. Don't talk to me. I'm I'm focused in, you know. So I love it. husband's like, well, they can't hear you. I say, obviously they can, but you guys have a great day today. Thrive City is going to be off the chain today, rain or shine. You know we got that, and I love that rainbow you got going there. So we got this. All right. I love it. Thank you, Coach Lisa. Coach Lisa locks it down by herself, kicks the husband and the dog out of the room, and she's got the laser pen and she's drawing X's and O's. The text line just said after you. I'm sorry, but I had to giggle. Wow, did you also see a unicorn wearing a Steph jersey? <laughs> not bad. Not bad, text line. Way to go, Coach Lisa. I know, huh? That That's- is the way to do it. But I do think, you know, and, and maybe it also comes down to, Dan, we were asking the question, you know, do you watch it in a mass? I think it's the mass audience that loves to watch the Golden State Warriors. Coach Lisa likes to lock down in a room and pay attention. Maybe with the angst, the greater the angst, the more likely you are to lock down by yourself. You know, if there's more, the, the more pressure the game is. Game one, I really felt the Warriors were going to stomp. They're a month stomp them. 
I figured Boston had just gone through seven wicked games with Miami. It was a slugfest. They had guys leaving games. They had guys missing games. They're coming here, and our guys are well-rested. We're just kicking back, relaxing, and we're in California, and you're going to play by our rules. Fourth quarter was all Boston Celtics. So maybe tonight, maybe you get a little bit more nervous. Maybe people want to hunker down. Just stay tight with your own. Kind in this one. Don't have the mass audience because you never know when there's a jag bag in that audience is going to ruin your night. A reminder, Brian just got in my ear that it starts at 5 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. And, of course, leading up to that, starting with us, Coase and, and Dan Navone. And then we hand things over to uh, Alan Stiles and Evan Giddings getting behind a live mic these days. And then, of course, it starts with the pregame. Tip is at 5 o'clock. You know what? I When I'm watching a game, I'm not a big party guy. Like, when people invite me to Super Bowl parties, it's the last place I want to go. Yeah. Because I do want to watch the game. I do have a, a certain go-to, whether it's friends and or family and or people that I'm either related to or intimate gatherings that I trust won't say bozo comments. Right. Are okay. Right. With, I know what you I, mean. I feel good in a certain vibe. But that's usually... That's usually about a good four to five people. I may, I might extend it to six or seven, but I can't do sort of the anonymous room full of 35 coconuts. You got to know who's going to be there because you can't risk having coconut ruin your slash other people's nights. Right? It's sort of like gambling. I don't know if you play poker, if you play blackjack, you get to a table. And I always assess the table if I have to randomly sit down someplace in Las Vegas, right? I just want to – I'll sit back and I'll watch who's playing. I'll assess who they are, trying to de- get some sort of a handicap as to their personality and what it is that they're doing as far as playing the game. And when I'm comfortable, then I'll sit down. I have to be amongst the people that sort of know what's going on, even though it's a bit random. Uh, there is something interesting, and this came from the text line. I want to build off it from the 831. This is very this is very good. Cozumar spotted on the Embarcadero recently by several eyewitnesses hanging with A-list sports media pundits like Stephen A. Smith, among others. Social climbing Coz knows where his bread is buttered. Now, that is very true. Has anyone run into some of these media members? Have you run into a Stephen A. somewhere locally? Have you run into a, uh, trying to think who might be a, uh, a Mike Guillermo Greenberg from- Guillermo from Jimmy Kimmel. I yeah. would like to see that sighting. I, I used to see Shaq. Used to work out at Equinox when okay. TNT would come down here and they bring the entire crew. Right. Shaq would always go to Equinox. He'd actually be in the same spin class. Really? Yeah, no joke. Where do they have a bike that fits the diesel? Yeah, no. <laughs> it was, it's hilarious. He is a big man. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm overstating the obvious. But, I mean, big not only high, but he is very... Uh, he, he's gotten wider. He's like a refrigerator. Wider. Yeah. He's huge. Because I, I remember I interviewed him when he was with the Lakers back in the day. And he's a much – he's put on – it's not weight, it's girth. It's sort of he's, – he's big. He's just mm-hmm. big. Just just a big, big, big guy. Here's how you know they're big. You know, like when I look at the 49ers, and, and in the NFL there are a lot of large human beings. Eric Armstead, to me, is a large man amongst large men. Did you see him in the NFL draft? Yes. Yes. <laughs> see, he's – enormous. He's an enormous human being. Shaq is that in the NBA version of it. Everyone in the NBA is large. Steph Curry, lovable, tiny little Steph Curry, is 6'3", towers over everyone else, most everyone else, right? The average American male. Um, But Shaq is so much different as far as his hugeness goes among all these other big people. You're right. He When you see him, you actually do stop and I think he's lovable. And you want the other truth? If he would have started his movie career now and did, did was it, what was the name Shazam. of it? Shazam. If he had done Shazam, was it Shazam or Kazam? Shazam. 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 If he had done Shazam now, he'd have been even more loved now than if he did it when he was a player. I think he's doing all right. He's doing fine with his commercials. I can't, like, turn on TV and not go a minute without seeing a Shaq, you know, pitching something. Yes, that is true. Are you down with the TNT crew? Um, you know what? I don't watch it much. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch it much. I don't. Mo- I I watch more NHL pre and post game shows than I do the NBA pre and post game shows. Here's the thing about the TNT crew is that they to me are entertaining. I'll watch them and I'll laugh. Okay. I actually think Charles Barkley and some of the skits and actually some of the off the cuff, sort of this organic, you know, non scripted humor. I do find sort of refreshing. 
especially because television becomes so so formulaic when you go from ESPN, sure. pregame, postgame, same thing with Fox. Those guys, they let it fly. They're funny. But when they start to break it down, and this is where Dub Nation sort of gets in the trees. Like, can you believe what Shaq said? Or can you – like Charles Barkley did – when they start going X's and O's, I go, there's other people that I'll rely on and or watch. Don't it, give me Kenny Smith walking up the steps into that big uh, board that he has so he can tell you where guys are going to go on a play. Just tell give me the yuck yucks on the side. Yeah, I, I just go there to laugh, giggle people, and then move on. Yeah. If you want somebody else, go to, you know, there's a, I can give you 10 other people that will break it down and do a much better job at it. Get totally some people on the, on the phone line if you want to. Yeah, I know. Let's get some phone calls. we got some uh, good job, 925. Has anyone seen Will Bond? Has anyone seen Magic rolling around? Is Woj able to come here, or does Woj have the vid? I thought Woj had COVID. Oh, does he? I, I thought he did. I Woj did test positive. Yes. I believe he did. And then uh, Van Gundy. If you've seen any of these people, we'd love celebrity sightings. We love Wo- celebrity Woj sightings. Woj is a buddy, by the way. Woj is a buddy. I here's... do not. Listen, I don't name drop. But mm-hmm. I do know Woj. That's cool. Yeah. What's well, all I know? How did your path cross? Fresno. Across? He was at the Fresno B, and I was with the CBS affiliate. So he's coming back home. Well, no, he's he was from the I East know, Coast. I know, but still, it's, it's still yeah. I know, yeah. But see, you know, he was out here. Let's get some phone calls. Mike is in San Francisco. Mike, uh, tonight, are you nervous about Dubs Celtics game two? Yeah, what's up, guys? You were just talking about, I've seen those guys. If you want to hang out, that's how the uh, rich people fancy hotel, St. Regis. On yes. Third Street, that's where a lot of those guys get put up. Or uh, Mike, I don't mean to interrupt, but you, uh, uh, just a bit of trivia. You know who used to live at the St. Regis? Because on the top floor, they're for residents. John Madden. John Madden. That is great John knowledge, Madden. Mike. Yeah, You're kidding me. Uncle. Mike, so you are from the city, aren't you? John Madden used to live at the Regis. Yeah. Mike, I tell you what, come on down. Yeah. we got a prize for you. It's yeah. a bottled water. Aquafina's exactly. on me. It's good and good for you. Yeah, guys, I went to I went to game one. Yeah, that's Stephen A. I got to say, man, that dude is a big-time fan. As annoying as obnoxious he is, a lot of people trying to get pictures and, and, and uh, get autographs. Man, I got to admit, uh, he's annoying as hell. But, hey, he's got a big fat following, and I think he makes more than most professional athletes, so he's doing something right, and uh, I'm just uh, an average Joe. So I went to game one, and I got to say, guys, I think that was one of the most shocking uh, outcomes there in the fourth quarter. I was there with some annoying Boston fans, one of my – Friends is unfortunately from Boston, and they were resigned to they were going to lose until that fourth quarter. Uh, Al Horford had a game of his his life on three point shooting. Uh, I don't just I don't see that happening again. I'm not just saying that. I, Al Horford is not that type of player, really, as great as a player he is. I think the Warriors coming off losses are the best team in terms of making adjustments. Kerr always has these guys locked in. We know, especially at home, that's the first home loss. There's no way they're going to lose back to back home games at Chase Center. So I think the Warriors are going to come out early, get the tempo pushed early. You want to get Boston running because if they have time to set, they're the best defensive team in the league, and they'll they'll suffocate you as we saw in that fourth quarter. So you want to just get these guys running up tempo pace. That's where they built and blew uh, blood in that league up to double digits. I don't know why you go away. Be patient. Run your offense. When you get up, stop checking up threes because that's, that allows Boston to get back in rhythm and offense. And the key guys I'm going to say is not Tatum. There is Jalen Brown. To me, he's their fourth quarter player. When he's distributing the ball, making plays, getting out and running, he's as lethal as anybody. Jason Tatum was more of a, a spot-up-and-shoot guy. I think that's the guy they got to go in. Hopefully Wiggins locks him down because as we've seen, especially in that Miami series, uh, he, Brown, Jalen Brown is their go-to guy. So I think the Warriors win well, tonight, fellas. Otherwise, if, they, if Boston shoots lights out again, then there's uh, Then it's going to be hard to win. If Boston shoots happen. like that, it's going to be hard to yeah. win. Mike, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. And he's got a lot of stuff. There, I'm not sure Brown is the go-to guy there. I still think Tatum is, even though he was three for 17. Um, but I think Golden State. Here's the thing: Do you go back to the same game plan if you're Steve Kerr? Do you say, you know what, we are going to lock down Jason Tatum? You other guys, you ancillary guys, beat us if you can. Because Al, I don't think you're hitting six threes. Derek White, I don't think you're doing what you did the other night. I think he had 21. It just ain't going to happen. Do you stay with the game plan or do you tinker? You tinker to the fact that you you need to close out a little bit more. You can let them shoot, but you can't let them get that wide open. I think that there's a stat now in basketball digest now where they actually qualify these things as wide open threes. It's now an actual stat you know, when it comes to wow. these sort of things. Is so that like if, barreling a ball in baseball? It's not just hitting it, it's a barrel, barrel now. There's, there's yeah. a, the barrel stat. Yeah, so if somebody's not within six feet, mm-hmm. it's considered a wide-open three. Apparently, according to this basketball digest, 
the Boston Celtics had 11 of their 15 threes were quote-unquote wide open, meaning a defender wasn't within six feet. So, yes, maybe keep the same philosophy because that's what they did against Denver. That's exactly what they did against the Dallas Mavericks. The thing is, Dallas has missed their shots. I would, however, get a little bit closer than what it was we saw from Draymond and company. That is so unwarrior-like, the stat you just gave us. Isn't that the last thing you would think of a Golden State Warriors team that they would not be defending and rotating properly? That is what they do. As much as they're beautiful basketball, the offensive end, their bread and butter is the defensive end of the floor, and they will tell you that. Maybe it's one of those things where they want to talk it into existence, but it's true. Yeah. And that's a stat that I would be intrigued at this evening. I, I just can't see Boston being allowed to have so many wide-open threes. Back to the phones, 888-957-9570. Great job by Warrior fans today. We know it's a Sunday morning. You are geared up for the big game tonight. Let's uh, go to Oakland. John John in Oakland. What would you do on the parade route? The first three are right in the heart of Oaktown, baby. John John, what would you do? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Coach, I love y'all show. Thanks, Especially man. The Warriors on the weekend, man. But check it out. I was thinking, you know, I might be getting way ahead of myself. But first, let me say what we got to do. Like you said, the closeout thing. Like, they, it was a stat when we were playing the Mavs. We weren't closing out. Like you just said, they weren't hitting their threes. But I'm going to get ahead to the parade time, man. What we need to do is have, you know, start out in the city. You feel know I me? Mean? And get on the ferry, and like, you know, and then. Forget that Tom Brady stuff. We could like just shift the uh, championship over to Oakland. You know, have Jack Lynn have two short there at a big for it. You know, have it going down. But we got to take care of Boston, man. We gonna do it. I got all the faith in the Warriors. So I have a great show. Peace. I love it, John. John, thank you for the kind words. That's very nice of you. I would say when the Warriors win this championship, they should. You know, when you have parades, you always have a grand marshal. They all they should have. Charles Barkley is the Grand Marshal. Oh, you can't come back here. And have him come back and lead the parade route just so he understands what a championship parade is all about. Or just strip him naked down on Union Square and tie him up to wow. a flagpole. Wow. And then just go at him, people. Or pie in the face. You know, how that's safe enough. Remember, I had to do one of those things. I, I remember Dunk the, tank? You ever do yes, dunk tank? Yeah, that was the worst <laughs> thing I ever had to do, man. And a news director said, Dan, just get in the dunk tank at this fair for a while. And I, you know, I used to PO some people out there in Fresno. And people Did you? just could not wait. Did you? Yes. Handsome Dan, how could you do that? You, you're you a likable, well, you know me, handsome, likable guy. I talk guy. too much. I talk a little bit too much. But, yeah, and this dunk tank, like, this was not clear, clean water. I mean, this was this murky. Yeah, that was – I've been around, in dunk man. tanks. That's, you are correct. That is not right. Yeah, so I would do that for Chuck. I think that's safe enough. The only problem, though, if we're going down in front of the water, you miss sort of that – you know, the people leaning out of the office on the 35th building throwing out yes. the ticker tape, throwing out. So you can't necessarily do that, right? Right. So you miss that element. It's the only problem if you're going down by the water. Yeah. Um, well, the one side of the Embarcadero kind of, well, no, no even that's, no thing, yeah, there's yeah. no real, unless once you start to get towards Oracle Park, the buildings start to get a little bit closer and then you've got some housing you know, not houses, there are more townhouses and things that are over on that side. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But that might be the one thing that, that dissuades no them. If you're the if you're the Warriors, do you want to have your parade go by Oracle? Yeah, why not? W- wouldn't that... Because there is a professional... I don't think they hate one another. I think there is a... You know, listen. Giants won three World Series titles. Warriors have won three... Championships. This is kind of the and they won one earlier. I get it in '75, but this core group has won three. That would be the fourth. If you're the Warriors, and there is a a competition between the two about building infrastructure, expanding into other areas outside of sports. They they are competitors in that sense. If you're the Warriors, would you want your parade to go by where the Giants play, or would you not? Oh, you don't. I guess you can just start a chase and come this way. You know, come yeah. come north. Isn't that enough? Would you end it at Chase? Would you would you take it? Would you have a route so that it could go and end at Chase because that's your home, and then you have your rally, kind of end of thing rally right in the middle? Yeah, you could do that. You could start it. I mean, you could start it down, you know, down at Girardelli Square area, or you could start it right here, and then just you know cruise right on down to and end things out there at Chase. Although, where are you going to have the big stage where everybody's going to sort of address the? And the park behind Chase that's on the water You're side. You're serious about this. I was sort of joking. You're taking this to different levels. Dude, I am. I am. I Listen, I'm a, I'm a big parade guy. I like my parades. Jimmy likes a parade. 
<laughs> Steven in Vallejo knows all about the most important See, item. He's getting mad. I know. <laughs> Good one. Uh, Steven in Vallejo knows what is important to Bay Area sports fans, especially Bay Area baseball fans. My good friend, Steven, uh, tell everyone what you like, what type of attire you are pro. Well, you know, Cozy, I'm part of the Billions, and I received a text <laughs> message this morning about split hat slander on my favorite sports talk station, and I had to call in. James Coase, you know who gave you that split hat, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Yes, this I do. Guy. This guy's double-thumbing himself and right now. This guy. That's right. Steven Babs and Vallejo <laughs> drove all the way to Friedman's Appliance and hand-delivered a brand-spanking new A's Giants split cap. And I, I, too, will tweet out a picture of me and my BFF, Cozy wearing our split hat at BabAx on Twitter. But I wanted to get into the dubs real quick. Yes. This dubs team is just different. And I have picked up on something that nobody else really has. And it's controversial. But going into game five in Memphis, Mike Brown was uh, taking over control. Kerr was sick. And he told the team, we're going to go. We're going to play. We're going to be healthy and come home for game six. Now, game five was a closeout game. So basically, they punted game five because they knew they could come home and close it out at Chase. Now, if you look at the, uh, the series against the Mavs, they did the same thing in, in, uh, in a game. Their rotations in the second quarter, Kuminga and Moody on the floor for six minutes. That hasn't happened in the playoff run. So are you really experimenting with rotations in the Western Conference Finals? Not if you're trying to win that game, right? And they were both getting cooked on, on defense. Kuminga had some flashes here and there, as he does. But Moody had no business being out there in the second quarter in a closeout game. So they punt that game, too. Like, how, how, how arrogant is that, for one? But how, how confident is that also that you can go into a playoff series knowing you're going to win it and you're going to actually give up a W because you can close it out at home? So this Dubs team is just different. Now, on, on Friday, or the other day, game one, yeah, okay. It, it was a bad game. They got, they got shocked in the fourth quarter. Boston will never shoot like that again in this series. That fourth quarter was incredible for them. Hats off to them. But guess what? It's dubs and six. Yeah, nice to uptick on the finish. Steven Babs for the win. One line open. I'm about to tweet out the picture of me with the A's giant split cap from Stephen Babs, Stephen in Vallejo. This is my good luck charm for Dubs Nation. Hashtag Bay Area. Any other hashtags you want me to throw out there? Puke. I'm gonna. What I'm hashtag gonna projectile vomit my hashtag breakfast. Dubs. What what other hashtags do I use out here, everybody? Hashtag Dubs. Hashtag Warriors. You got it. Uh, all that and more. Hey, one phone line open. If you're on the phones right now, stay there. When we come out of the break, nothing but phone calls. Dan and I aren't going to waste your time with our Stephen A. Smith impressions. We're not going to start kicking and screaming and yelling and telling you exactly what I think is supposed to happen, even though I'm not sure exactly what's supposed to happen. And then we're going to tell you who the Game 2 officials are. Does that matter? All straight ahead. Devona Coes with you, 95.7 The Game. Burn the hat. <laughs> 